0: You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast or for more resources, check out ChangeOroville.org. Welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. I'm Luke, and I'm joined, as always, by Stephen Vicky. As
1: always. So happy to be here. We're glad to be here, Luke. And I'm
0: glad you're here, too.
1: Changing my voice. Okay. Is that better? It's (laughs) different. It's
0: different.
2: Yeah, better, maybe. Different? Absolutely. (laughs)
0: Uh, We have been... I've been really enjoying this study in James' last couple of episodes. I think have been really good.
1: It has been. It's been fun. It's, you know, we... I don't know if everybody knows, but we don't ever know... (laughs) Yep. What we're talking about in, we in a, It's so cool to see the Holy Spirit hear, Feel the Holy Spirit And just his His word just becomes life To us, I love it
0: It's true We uh, These are our last three episodes In this season So we've got James 3 today, 4 okay. and 5 And then we're going to jump into a new season Where we're going to look at uh, some of the words of Jesus So it'll be fun Coming up in, later on this year So look out for that But let's uh, let's dive in today I want to turn with me to James 3. This one's another uh, challenging yet I think encouraging one. So, oh, there you go. Well, maybe. Maybe I'm just encouraged by the challenge. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish. <iron shorts. laughs> but uh, uh, James says this Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such we will incur a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. Now, if we put bits into the horses' mouths so that they will obey us, we direct their entire body as well. Look at the ships, also. Though they are so great and driven by strong winds, they are still directed by a very small rudder, whereof the inclination of the pilot desires." So also the tongue is a small part of the body, yet it boasts of great things. That's good. See how a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire. Oh boy. The very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. <laughs> For every species of beasts and birds, of reptiles and creatures, and of sea is tamed and have been tamed by the human race. But no one can tame the tongue. (laughs) It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and our Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth comes both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Does a fountain send out from the same opening fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives, or a vine produce figs, nor can salt water produce fresh?
1: Mm. Okay, we can stop there.
0: That's a lot for 12 verses.
2: Yeah,
1: we can stop there. <laughs> yeah. Well, who doesn't struggle with the tongue, huh? Yeah. Who doesn't struggle with selfishness? And just saying it's that's that is it right there right this is my probably christianity in nutshells <laughs> is struggling with the tongue right yeah causing all kinds of fire and damage sometimes you just feel like you have to say something and then afterward you're like oh, I and you hear the holy spirit saying, don't mm-hmm. say it don't say it don't say it don't say it and you say it and you're like okay that's an irreparable damage
0: what is <laughs> <laughs> it steve says a bell that can't be unrung
1: bell that can't be unrung i heard that yesterday how do
2: you unring that bell and
1: i saw i heard that in a movie um i think stay fair last night um, anyway, um, it, th- this is I, you know I love James because it's so practical yeah. and um, we I've, unfortunately it, in Oroville in the north state we we have firsthand knowledge of forest fires that start by such little yeah. sparks and what the damage done is just irreparable. So, yeah. Steve, what do you got there, pup?
2: I just go, you know, starting from the first few verses yeah. where the, let many of you become teachers, let not many of oh, you yeah. become teachers, mm-hmm. my brother, knowing that such will occur a stricter judgment uh. for we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect, he's a perfect man able to bridle the whole body as well. Mm. So what it's saying is don't just dis- aspire to be a teacher. You're in a judgment and and you're going to screw up.
3: Mm.
2: So there's going to be this stricter judgment and you're going to screw up. Mm. You sure you want to walk this path? Wow. You know, you're going to miss it. You're going to do some things wrong. And there's going to be a stricter judgment. And I don't think, you know, today's Christianity really looks at it like that. Wow. And I was growing up in a church that said, don't read the Bible. Let us tell you what it says. And that was a little too far. That's a little too far. Don't read the Bible. But it should have been more like don't teach the Bible Mm -hmm. unless you've really learned how to teach the Bible, because it really is a communication that can be used to start wars and kill many. You know, the the Crusades were, the Bible was used to just, I mean, slaughter mankind. The Bible is used to s- support slavery in the Deep South. Uh, it's been used to, in every kind of horrendous way, humanly possible, because men did exactly what this verse says. Yeah. Don't aspire to be a teacher. There's a stricter judgment on it. And you're going to stumble and you're not a perfect man so you're going to be putting yourself in this position so be careful really what it's saying and then you know we always separate this teacher thing from the tongue thing and it's not we go in 12 verses he didn't change his mind he didn't start a new paragraph he stayed in the same subject and talked about animals we, we, we can tame every animal i mean people put their head in a lion's mouth on a stage for heaven's sakes you know oh my and um we can tame everything but we can't tame the tongue and it's it's still relating to the same subject teaching falsely Hmm. what god wants taught changing it it's scary it's really scary i look back on my career and there are things i taught that have proven wrong Hmm. and i mean i'm in deep repentance over that because there's a stricter judgment and I want to make sure that today I'm teaching what I'm teaching. I believe with all my heart is true, and I have a pure heart because I think a pure heart really protects you from a lot of the stuff. But I go to, um, I go to, you know, in my life, Bible studies all over. There's been cell groups. There's been, you know, barbecues. There's been coffee men's coffee groups. There's men's breakfasts. Men's retreats. Every kind of group gathering, couples retreats where everybody wants to teach and everybody raises their hand and everybody jumps in to say what they think, you know, God's teaching. Right. And it's like, whoa, did you ever read this not to aspire to this? Hmm. I truly must tell you that I would I really love teaching. I'd give it up in a heartbeat, though, just based on the responsibility it brings. I become responsible for everybody. And who, you know, <laughs> what pastor of a church doesn't want his church to grow? Hmm. I want more people to come into the fold. But what I'm saying is I want more people to teach. And if I teach them, I'm opening myself up to a stricter judgment. And I think, you know, that's a really, it's a scary. It's a, tr- it's a work out your salvation with fear and trembling before the Lord. It's really that, it that be. it should be. It and should people be. should take it serious before they open their mouth. That's right. And yet... I will have people ask me questions i will say the i will tell them something and they will they will say yes i agree with you and say the exact opposite following yes i agree with you hmm. and it's like wow you are so confused i mean they are so confused they don't know what i'm saying they don't know what they're saying and they're teaching the bible hmm. and it's scary it's like I, it happens a lot and i really think that we should be real studiers of the word. We should learn how to study the Bible so that when we open our mouth to teach people what God is saying, we should be very comfortable and confident that we're not leading people astray. Yeah, I led people astray on some very clear subjects in my past. I found out that, you know, that in my 30s, maybe I wasn't as wise as I thought I was. You know, maybe in, even, you know, in my 20s, I was downright stupid. And I didn't know it.
1: Did you hear that I didn't say amen? It was silence was deafening, wasn't it? Yeah, silence was <laughs> deafening. I even paused for it I waiting know, for you. No, I you waited for me yeah. to say something. I mean <laughs> I I'm, I'm
2: down I was downright ignorant, you know? Yeah. And I think back on that with, oh my gosh. I'm really proud of the fact that I taught people to love Jesus. Amen. Back before I moved um, out of Sacramento and from the day I got saved, I was all in. I taught pe- people, God is serious. You should get to know him. Amen. I taught, you know, he wants to get to know you. And through Jesus, you can know him. That kind of thing. And so I'm kind of proud of that teaching because now 47 years later, that's still what I teach. Mm-hmm. But there's other things that have just really, I mean, I was wrong on. I was just dead wrong. I've changed my whole theology on because God, it, it really got brighter and brighter and brighter. And I I'm, i don't like the fact that I taught people. I don't, you know, moving on to the tongue, the tongue is how i teach the tongue is what i used to teach have i submitted it you know to control understanding it controls the whole ship in my case i have a congregation of people that listen to me and so i in some ways my tongue in many ways directs them it steers their life in, in many ways right that's really good that's a heck of a a heck of a responsibility to carry. It's why back in 1997, when the Lord said to me, I want you to start a church and call it the father's house. I was stunned because prior to 1997 from 75 to 97, I was absolutely convinced I was never to pastor a church. And I, you know, and for those years I wasn't supposed to pastor a church, but he said, start a church and call it the father's house. And I felt the weight so heavily Mm -hmm of the calling to teach people from the Bible. And I just, you know, I had studied my life and I had ingested so much information, background information, apostles, where they went, what they did. You know, most of it I can't remember on the spot right now, but it comes to me when I'm preaching. That stuff comes to me that I learned in those days. And so I know he was with me. His spirit is with me. And he called me to do this and he promised to be there when I taught. I have found in this, in this podcast mostly like Vicky said, we don't know what, we're gonna, what you're going to ask us. We don't know what we're going to read. And we show up waiting for what's reve- what, what God and we su- wants to talk about, it. and we submit ourselves and our tongues to it. And I am quite shocked. I mean, of all the, the revelatory teaching, meaning revelation, mm-hmm. I've had some of the most amazing learning without even having a book in front of me here at this podcast as I just submit myself to God speaking. And I think that the Bible really needs to be read with a know God purpose. I should not read the Bible. K-N-O-W, know him. Get to know him purpose. Mm -hmm. I should read the Bible not to teach you. Mm -hmm. I really should not read the Bible to teach you. You should not be reading the Bible to sound wise. You should not be reading the Bible to make it prove what you want it to say or to make sure it doesn't tell you to do something you don't want to do or, you know make sure you read the Bible for one really specific reason to know him and his will, to just know what he wants in life and to know who he is. If you know who he is and someone tells you he wants you to do something, quite often you can say, no, that's not him. I know him. And that's just not, that's not in line with what he would say. And I don't want to teach anybody that unless I cause them to stumble. And we all know the woe that comes with causing them to stumble. Right. And I, and I'm, Jesus was talking about Pharisees and Sadducees and lawyers and, and, and scribes, you know, scribes of the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. And he was really warning them because they were teaching the people the precepts of men as the doctrines of God. And he said, this is bad. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Be careful what you teach. Make sure you're reading the Bible and getting to know God through reading the Bible. And you don't discount him. and You don't say... A loving God would never do this. Can you imagine the judgment on God when you say a loving God would never do this? He says, well, I am loving and and I I do that. He's
1: he's the the definer of love. He is. He's a perfect love.
2: The Bible says God is love. And then you say what you think love is and a loving God would never do that. You've just judged God. I'm real careful about that stuff. It's like, oh, he can do whatever he wants. And since his identity, Mm that the identity of God is love and the identity of God does a lot of things that I wouldn't call love in a human sense, but I would never restrict him to human nor Mm -hmm. call him human. I don't, I don't think that's a wise thing to Mm -hmm. do because I've read the Bible, studied it incessantly for so many years Mm -hmm. and I feel I've got to know him and, and I love him and I'm pretty sure he loves me. Uh, I'm convinced and um, I, but I wouldn't want to get in. I wouldn't want to step across the line with him. He's like my dad. When I was a kid, I don't want to make him (laughs) mad. I don't want to disappoint him and I love him and I know he loves me. And so I think that this is mostly about that all the way through, even all the stuff about the great ships and the great forest fires and all that stuff. It's about things you can't control and you can't control God. And you, and it says we can't control our tongue, but I believe with knowing God, if you really get to know God, your tongue will come under control. It's part of the fruit of the Holy spirit to control self-control. And my tongue is part of me. And we we know we're not talking about a, a, a hunk of meat in my mouth called a tongue. We're mm-hmm. talking about my mind, will, and emotions expressing itself through words that come out of my mouth. And the words of my mouth are what it's talking about. Yeah. And I believe they can be controlled by knowing God and submitting ourselves to him.
0: That's really good.
2: But I don't think they can be controlled when it's all about me.
1: Mm. And I, what I'm just really thinking about is, is that um if you if you put an equal sign to the the, the pharisees and sadducees or, le- or the religious leaders back in the time mm-hmm. and his his warning against it, you know the leadership um it, it makes more sense to me and then and then and then the consequences of you know the reactions but it's like letting me- not many of you become teachers my brother knowing that as such we will incur a stricter judgment and that's what jesus always is kind of on those guys for they were the hypocrisy and the way they mm-hmm. led was um, was just frustrating <laughs> right. with Jesus, right? And and then and then marry that with the forest fire and the ship and stuff, and it's like leaders can do that. Yeah. Leaders can take us so many different ways if we don't know what the words of Jesus say. So how do you show yourself approved? Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, and I think and don't just want to teach because there's a stricter mm-hmm. um, standard for you. And I think that's a really good yeah. marrying point, which I have not put together till he was talking. Is that he was pretty t- he was all jesus was always tough on the religious leaders yeah. the religious people and then this just continues isn't james is like be careful yeah. be mm-hmm. careful what you teach and i th- i like the fact i liked what you said too about just um so many times we just want to teach because we want to show people what we know mm. and how smart we are and i think there was a line you you said about um you make a fit you make a fit with your theology, yeah. or, you know. You read it not yeah. to
0: know God but to find your, find agreement or find Correct. prove what you think.
1: And
2: prove I, and what you're saying yeah, and yeah. get people to think you're smart.
1: That's it. And it's, it's like it's if it's not pointed to Jesus, it's it's probably not right. And that's what the, the religious leaders did of the day. They didn't they didn't. They pointed to themselves and they were made mm-hmm. a big ceremony and they were all about them and it's like if you want to be great in God's kingdom, be the servant of all. And I think that for me, it just when he was Steve was talking, it just well, that's very interesting because I think that that's the damage we can do when we when we don't take the responsibility of teaching, leading, and studying to show ourselves approved seriously when it becomes about us.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Thank do you, you. Do you think that uh, reading through through those passages uh, toward the end, he he starts to say. Uh, you know, with it we bless our Lord and Father, and yeah. with it we curse men who have yeah. been made in likeness to God. And from the same, you know, both blessing and cursing. Is there an element, as well as what we teach, that's also about just live, the, our, the other way we, the other things we our say, judgments and yeah. our and right.
2: in our, in our belittling other people yeah. and our tearing down our neighbor. Yeah. Now, um, there's a there's a philosophy that um, says that honor is a gift that a man gives to himself. Mm-hmm he makes himself honorable mm-hmm. and he makes himself dishonorable and I don't think this is talking about a dishonorable man a thief a liar mm-hmm. coming along and saying hey look out for him he, he steals and he lies right so be careful I've identified it I'm warning you mm-hmm. so you don't fall prey to the same thing see that's a guy who is not put his tongue in order and my me i recognizing that that doesn't mean i failed at what james is saying mm-hmm. he's not saying i'm bad at that it's when i determine and oh, i yeah. and i and i try to determine the motive and the value god the value god has towards that person for yeah. lying and stuff and you know there's the keep the wolves away from the sheep mm-hmm. but value wolves in this land too and know that God it's God's purpose to cause that wolf to be born again into the Sheeps. you know the the labrador puppy whatever right. be born again transformed and made brand new it's God's plan for that wolf yeah and I am called to make sure the wolf doesn't kill sheep but so I have to say look out that guy's dangerous
1: as a shepherd but I didn't
2: wise. make him dangerous that's the gift he gave himself mm-hmm. now when I say this man is a good man that's a gift a man gave himself by being good. He didn't become good because I said that. He, he was good. I recognized it. I said it. My tongue didn't make him good. And when I say that is man is dangerous, look out for him. I didn't make him dangerous. Look out for him. I'm warning the sheep. Yeah. Now, at the other side of the coin, what this is talking about is the person who is good. I tell you he's bad. Therefore, I made him bad to you. So I bore false witness, I slandered him, and in the end, I even murdered him. I, I, I did what the devil, what the, Jesus says the devil does. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And when you, when you think about the word steal, kill, and destroy, what's the difference between kill and destroy? Hmm. Well, to kill is to take life. Hmm. To destroy is to take honor and to remove someone's value from someone else. Mm. And so the devil comes to remove your value. So God can't see your value. So you can't see your value. So others can't mm. see your value and come and be saved by getting to know you. So if I begin to destroy someone's honor, there's a good man, but I tell you he's a bad man. If there's a good man and I tell you he's a thief and a liar, but he's not a thief and a liar. I bear false witness. Mm. I have destroyed him to you. Wow. I have robbed you of the ability to, to gain what that good man has to give you mm-hmm. and that's what this i believe i believe after all the years of reading james mm-hmm. and james being at least a top favorite you know high up there for me it's whatever we read is my next favorite thing <laughs> right but and that's a transference but uh, i just i just believe with all my heart that's what james is talking about here how with same mouth we worship the same mouth we curse and what it is you know, we either judge God, like I said before. Yeah. Or by saying that loving God wouldn't do this. And he's warning us against that, against cursing God with our mouth. And then the other side of the coin is me robbing people with my mouth. Uh, instead of a, honor being a gift a man gives himself, dishonor is a gift I gave him with my mouth. And, and we do that with no proof. That man's not a good man. Well, Why? what's your proof? Why is he not a good man? Oh, my sister's brother's uncle's nephew told me, um, you know, I heard through the grapevine or, you know, oh, I just, there's something about him just creeps me out, you know? And we say that all the time. I don't get a good feeling. And we have turned this into a robbing of honor. And so there's robbing honor and there's giving honor. We can't really give a man honor. That's something he has to do for himself. All we can do is recognize honor. And then with our mouth say, that's a good man. Yeah. He made himself a good man. He behaved in a certain way. I simply recognized it and then told you, if you believe what I tell you, if you honor, if you value what I, my opinions about things, that's a good man. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, if he does bad and I say, that's a bad man, well, I didn't cause him to be a bad man. Mm-hmm. All I did was take on the job of being the shepherd and say, look out, right. back off.
0: That's another layer of, res- of responsibility that to, the teacher. to the teacher <sighs> to steer people the right way in that as well, right? right. And especially like, these
2: men, Jewish, yeah. first century Jewish yeah. men, teacher was a very, yeah. very important role. And that's what they called Jesus throughout his whole ministry, oh. right. teacher. Yeah, And so that's, you know, you got to remember James is a sum total of his life and mm. he's a Jewish man. Yeah. And he's, and teacher has a meaning that might be different than you and I.
0: Right.
1: Anyway, no, that was no, good. Okay, yeah.
0: I, I wanted to go a little bit further and and read the next couple of verses because he he's he's uh kind of continuing the same thought I, I believe. So let, let's go here. He says, "Who among you?" Verse thirteen. Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitterness, jealousy, and self selfish ambition in your heart, Do not be arrogant, and so lie against the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but it is earthly, natural, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. But wisdom that comes from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering, without hypocrisy. And the seeds of... The seeds whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace.
1: So, how does how does then Steve, how does then a leader, a teacher, um, deal with, like you said, the shepherd? You know, has to say things like that's not a good man, you know, because of his actions. Mm-hmm. So, how do you m- um, marry the seventeen up with that? And it says, um, But the wisdom from above, it's first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy good fruits, unwavering, without hypocrisy. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So So how do you marry what you said previously with that?
2: So there's a phrase in the American judicial system, uh, innocent until proven guilty. And so that's the very point I just made. In fact, these verses you just read. Mm Is They almost came after what I just said. Mm-hmm. It's a man gives honor to himself by behaving this the way. Behavior. And that's what it's talking mm-hmm. about, yep. the behavior, Great. the right. works of behavior. Great. And then it's he's innocent until proven guilty. For That's what I was saying. I got a feeling about him. Mm-hmm. That's what this is saying is evil. Mm. That's evil to do that. I got a feeling about him. But to say, no, I know he's lied to me. He's cheated me, he's stolen from me. Yeah. And I don't want to be, I still want to work with him. I still want to – I am able to work with him and not be injured by him. I know, I know how to you know, feed the wolf without getting bit, yeah. but I'm looking to help him become not a wolf, be born again. Yeah. But until such time as you're not fit for this, that's a wolf, back off. And so it's the wisdom of he's innocent till proven guilty, but okay. once he's proven guilty... It's like there's a saying. Here's a saying. Get get this, man. So if you got a pencil, write it down and (laughs) say, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That's my problem. If you showed yourself to be a wolf and I just keep letting my children be eaten by the wolf, hey, that first child, that was an accident tragedy. That second child, that was my fault because I didn't identify the wolf and say, that's a wolf. Man, he ate my child. So you're innocent until proven guilty. Right. And so once they eat once the wolf shows his teeth, uh oh, that's a wolf! Everybody, back off! Now let me deal with him because I'm, I've been called by God to deal with him.
1: Mm-hmm. And a, what by a wolf? Explain what a wolf would be in, in Christianity, or are you ta- not well, talking about the world? Are wolves, you talking about? I'm talking
2: about Christianity. Okay. I'm talking about the church. This James right. is writing mm-hmm. to the church, the, to the to the Christian believing people. The Jews, the the believing Jews in the dispersion. I think he's spread out. Yeah, 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 Yeah. spread out all over, and it's a wolf is the people who come to destroy faith in the church. There you go. I believe hyped healing ministries, hyped uh, name a claimant. uh, uh, Faith ministries. I believe hyped uh, prosperity ministries, oftentimes move into wolfdom. They they destroy faith. Mm Come back five years from people who bought into those, those things and a very small fragment stay in their faith. Um, and so that would be someone devouring the sheep. And once you identify them, you say, no, I'm not going to let that happen to my sheep, the sheep I've been given charge over. And so a wolf is that. Um, there's a great deal of young men, um, probably more like in the 80s and 90s, who figured out that hunting women... As pray in the church was a great place because the women were trying to live pure and holy and they would come into the church and these girls were just trying to be loved mm. and they would come in and practice this, getting girls to fall in love with them. They would use them, get the girl to give in to them and then abandon them. And many times say, no, I have to follow God and I can't do that with you. You're too much. And they walk away, leaving that girl having sinned and destroyed. And we, yeah. we've prayed with many many girls who had that happen to them and i believe the good shepherds should have been on the watchtower and seen the wolf and said no i particularly make sure that the girls who want my protection know they have it so you will come to me if any guy is you know coming to you and and you'll treat me as a father where you introduce him to your father and then i determine if he's a wolf or not and they advise you because you don't you're not that good at seeing it and so here we do that and the girls are very appreciative feel very protected mm-hmm. because i look out for them for the guys coming to prey upon them and um that's kind of does that answer your question yeah and it's, i just it's, i just
1: think for the, everybody listening it's like what are you talking about you know like you know who was he talking about? Right. Who was he talking to? And so the
0: people that have, you know, evidence of doing those things, then it's your role as a shepherd to say back away from that person? Or, my role yeah. as a shepherd
2: is to – my role as yeah. a Christian shepherd yeah. is to get them to repent, be sorry for what they've done, mm-hmm. and ask Jesus to transform them and help them lead them in a way that transforms mm-hmm. them so they, do, so they become not a wolf right. mm-hmm. but – a a newborn puppy, you know, Labrador puppy we used in the past before. And so, so they become not a wolf, but a, a a servant of the king.
0: Right. And to the sheep that are also in your care until, until the time that that person repents and you're saying to them, be careful. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm saying, be careful. Uh, Stand back, you know, don't ignore them. Don't hate them. Just understand they're here. They're prey. Mm -hmm. They're here to prey upon you. You're Mm -hmm. prey to them. And it can be it can be the guy that comes in the church to sell insurance, mm. and or, or Amway or you know it just can it can be all kinds of people. For uh, part of my Christian experience, have come into the church to pray upon the saints and try to sell them investment, try to sell them life insurance, try to sell them things. Yeah. They see the church or as, a, as them a
1: new doctrine, they sell them a different mm-hmm. a different uh, yeah. message besides Jesus. Would that
2: be woo them away to yeah. a different yeah. to yeah. a different way of believing? Good. It says here. Wisdom is from above. It's first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits. Unwavering. Now, remember what he's really talking about in these three chapters is perfected faith. Right. Perfected faith that comes through endurance and perseverance. Yeah. And we read that three weeks ago. Yep. Per- the, you persevere to perfection. You, you know, you stay the course. You, yeah. you, you. you get you endure Mm -hmm. to be perfected and so and while that's happening and this wisdom is that's first pure and peaceable and gentle you have to give people the chance to be innocent until guilty so you meet somebody and you have to think the best of them me as the shepherd i'm a little bit more like just you know i'm examining the fruit of your life and they'll invariably tell you three or four stories in a row. And just like that, they'll tell, say how they quit or were fired. And every leader's always been unfair to them. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, that, that breeds a closer look. Red flag. How is this? Uh, red flag in one way, but it, 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 honestly, they could have had four in a row. Right. Be but in this le- world, but you least, could.
0: But at least can take a look. Yeah, let's
2: look. Luck. Let's just yeah. look deeper and let's just see. Let's just, you know, watch out. Let's give it time. And now I'm, real, I'm a real big proponent on give them time. Mm-hmm. We will in our meeting talk about it and you know, what's, what's look, who looks like they're having a struggle. And we just had a guy die this week uh, uh, who left us and went out wandering looking for someone other than us that had a different story of leadership. Like, you know, didn't want to follow, didn't want to give up anything, but wanted to be a Christian and wanted to be clean off drugs. But he kept going to programs that didn't require anything of him, mm-hmm. any change of him. Just say, you're good, you're good. Well, I think you're good until you're not good. I, I think you're good until you prove you're not. And so he had proven he's not. He had relapsed, well, maybe 10 times since we've known him. And he died this week, and he's a very young, good-looking man with lots of talent and lots of promise. And we very loved young. we loved him, and he was very young. And it's just very you know, sad that if you're offered this is too hard persevering and enduring to the perfecting of your faith. And it was, and this is about the perfecting of your wisdom. Remember that was that in chapter two, the perfecting of your wisdom Mm -hmm. and wisdom will be perfect. But the wisdom from above is pure. Well, it's the wisdom from above is perfect. Right. And it's peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering without hypocrisy. Mm. That's what we're all aiming for. That's the prize we're going for that Mm. wisdom from above. And so, it's enduring and persevering that gets us there. Yeah. They don't want that. Th- th- down the street, there's a message saying, you just get don't it. You just it. walk in the door. You got it. No, you don't need it. Well, in his, in his he, has, he has relapsed 10 times with that theology. Mm. Come back. And it just was, he had such a struggle. He'd show up, I need you guys. And they'd disappear and they'd show up. And, and you know, now it's too late. It's over. Yeah. And, and to me, that message is a wolf. I'm not indicting anybody. I'm just saying that message. That message is a wolf. There was a guy trying to be a sheep, but he couldn't be a sheep because he couldn't get over his own self. He couldn't, he couldn't defeat his own demons. He needed people. He needed shepherds and teachers in his life that came alongside, grabbed him, and said, Hey, stick with me. I'll watch out for you. I got a good staff, and I've got good eyes. I love this phrase that David, David, the king of Israel, made when he was remembering the days of watching his father's sheep in the field. He said this, he said when he, he was, and remember, he's talking about a time when he was a boy Mm -hmm. watching sheep out in a field by himself, 24 seven. I mean, you know, he was a boy. He said, when I watched my father, father's sheep, did not the lion and the bear come and try to eat my father's sheep? But did I not stand against them? I grabbed them by the beard and smote them unto death. (laughs) And I love that. The shepherd (laughs) of his father's sheep. Did I not smoke them under, grab the lion by the beard as a boy and smote them unto death. You know, that was his preparing for the giant, right? Right. He was preparing and learning to be a giant killer. And he prepared with a lion and a bear. Yeah. Come on, man.
0: Right. And, and just using David as as uh, David, as an example, you know, he, he starts so well. And then later on, he, you know, he, Looking at these verses about selfish ambition and jealousy, yeah. we have the story later on in his life with uh Sebastiba, you know, where he yeah. he, he gets caught up in what he wants, right? That's right.
2: With the Uriah, the yeah. Hittite, everything. Yeah. His mistake of going yeah. to the Philistines with an army to right. get God back. I'm going to take care of God. Yeah. God showed him, you don't take care of me, boy.
0: Because he was going as the king, showing how powerful yeah, he how was. powerful right? he was. So that was that selfish ambition, and I, yeah. I think that can where we sp- as- his his his, his
2: wisdom became less perfect
0: at that time. Right. So how you know, I, I find I think for many uh of us, maybe we, we people come into ministry with dreams and hopes, but maybe also ambition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how do we how do we filter that ambition out to make it pure and peaceable and gentle?
2: I think it's really boils down to I'm with God. He died on a cross. His love is already established. So my lifetime adventure, my lifetime journey, is to make sure that I demonstrate that I love him and that there's evidence of it, that my love for him looks like something. He told me that if I would love the least of these, my brethren, my neighbor, my, my enemy, he would consider it love to him and that love to him is demonstrated best in my obedience. Now doing good to those, taking that very wolf and loving that wolf and preaching to that wolf because wolves could eat me too. And being willing to go out and lay my life down for that wolf, both in the way to save my sheep Mm -hmm. and save that wolf. Yeah. It's easy to just pull a gun, kill the wolf, save the sheep. Hmm. But that is not the command of Jesus Christ. The command of Christ is that I love one another as I've been loved. He loved me when I was a wolf. I must love the wolf while he's a wolf. And I must lay my life down to reach the wolf and hopefully help him stop being a wolf.
1: And if he's not helped
2: he i have to keep standing there mm-hmm. you can't get to my sheep as a wolf you can't come in as a wolf you have to stop being a wolf and get born again and then you'll you know what I, I, the obvious answer is you got to be transformed from a wolf to a sheep mm-hmm. yeah not a puppy but a wolf yeah. to a sheep and then you can join the sheep pen right and then the rest of the sheep are absolutely safe. okay safe and the way sheep are is they like to be together, and you'll suddenly, they'll like to be with you. Mm. You'll find more friends, more people you can trust in the sheep pen if you're a sheep than you'll ever find meals amongst the sheep. I mean, you go in and eat a few sheep, yeah, that you satisfied yourself. You destroyed a few people. But if you'll join the sheep pen, you'll find more friends, more love, more satisfaction, more more personal control all, all the fruit of the Holy Spirit the kindness goodness gentleness love self-control all those things you know it, that you'll get all of those things by being in the sheep pen with other sheep instead of being in the sheep pen as a wolf
3: mm-hmm.
1: I think I think your question too was um hot you know most people who st- go in most people who are alive that love Jesus mm-hmm. there's ambition and mm-hmm. there's there's you know there's things there's some uh, ugly things that are inside of our minds and our hearts and and I think you know, going after forgiveness of people is, mm-hmm. is so so essential. Um, not coveting what other people have. You know, not cov- coveting their what the the um, all the gifts that God gave them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think keeping short accounts because you know it, when it goes on. You know, in thirteen it says, "Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior, his deeds, in gentleness of wisdom." And that's what Steve talked about. Yeah but but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth this wisdom which that which wisdom is not that which comes down from above but is earthly natural and demonic right. for where jealousy and selfish ambition exists there is disorder and 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 Heavy every evil. evil thing it's like as leaders for me that just that just makes me shudder um you know, because the truth is we all struggle from that.
3: Mm-hmm. We yeah. all
1: want to be recognized. We all want to say, Great job, and we all want to have yeah. big churches and we all want people to tune in our podcasts and yeah. we all want to be, you know, lifted up and exalted, just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I mean, it's a it's a common pursuit that I know that I have and I'm sure Steve struggles with, you know, that putting down the flesh. But it practically it, it really is letting the Holy Spirit show you the evilness of your heart. Um, we had Pastor Nathan yesterday talk about we don't know God. I mean, mm. we real, you know, we might know like one line of it, of who God is. I mean, the, why would I be arrogant at all? Mm. Because He uses me? No, I should be pr- I should be have pride that He uses me and thankfulness and it's a privilege is actually what I'm trying to say. It's like it's if it you know if if you're leading anyone, you better look at these scriptures because it's better if a millstone be put around your neck than be um you know cause one of these to stumble so it really is important to read mm. these as leaders of your house of your of your business of of pastoring i don't think you should be the first one to just lift your hand and say mm. i'll lead people right because it just it's it's a tall order in my opinion and and he says he says for um it's demonic but is is earthly natural and demonic and i know that in my life that probably i've been in those lines yeah. where i haven't been pure and my motives have not been pure and holy, and and the w- I didn't get the wisdom from above, but I get the wisdom from man. Yeah,
0: so. that's really good. Yeah, I think that that ambition to want to be successful, ambition, you mm-hmm. know, to maybe build something for God rather than with Him, I think, is a is a key, right? Like, it's being, really key.
1: Know, yeah.
0: What's he asking? What's he calling you to do, rather than what are you trying to make for yourself?
1: And it's always pointed, you know. I think just recently, just we've had a lot of changes at the father's house and i think i think pointing people to jesus is really the bottom line yeah. are you pointing pointing to them at you you know and again we are flesh cries out for recognition but what is your motive why are you doing it you know is it because you love him because freely it was given so freely you give mm. and you know those who give him much are required much what is your heart you know, i mean just right now wherever you are what what's your motive, you know? And for me, and I, I just gotta always look at my motive because I'm real flesh, and I, and I love the praises of men. You know, yeah. it feels good when people say you're great and your message yeah. was yeah. great, and you know, yeah. we all want that. And yeah. it's I think that's a real tough, but but he's, th- I mean, this this James three is, is a lot. Yeah, you know, it's a lot.
0: It's awesome.
1: It's a lot. It is
0: really
2: yeah.
1: awesome. Yeah,
0: I think it, you know, I said it started as challenging and encouraging. And I think what encourages me in it is that. Even though he sets a high bar and high standard, and says like, don't don't run into this unless you know lightly, but also don't, I'm sorry, don't run, run into it lightly. Run like into don't it, you know okay. don't be like I want to be the teacher because yeah, you, pick you know. me, pick me. But there's but it always encouraged me that God would choose us to be His hands and feet, despite exactly. the call, you know. And so despite everything, so the encouragement of He He wants to work with Absolutely. us, but we have to submit, as you were saying, submit our tongues, submit our lives to his way no yeah his way it's his yeah.
1: it, you know he's god i'm not
0: so thank you again for joining us this week we'll be
1: awesome Incredible again we'll as be always. back again
0: soon and
1: have a great week yeah. awesome god bless
3: you've been listening to the uncommon truth thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine we really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback you can tell us what you think about today's show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.